Alright everybody, welcome to a new episode. I hope you all had a great Christmas and you guys are going to have a good New Year. For those of you that do celebrate it, those that don't, you know, I hope you have a nice day. Um, one thing I wanted to discuss is something that goes with traditions, you know. A lot of people hold Christmas to be a pagan festival. They look at it as Saturnalia. They look at it as all these different pagan things. <clears throat> I do want to make something certain. I'm not saying Jesus was born on December 25th. Um, in fact, he was probably born closer to the end of August, the end of September. Um, some people even believe that he was probably born somewhere close to Yom Kippur, um, which is one of the holiest days in Israel. So that would actually make kind of sense, given God's festivals. However, the day of his birth, a lot of people say is Saturnalia, and you also have to look at it. And Saturnalia was originally celebrated from December 27th. And it kind of went on to the December 25th. So Saturnalia wasn't a December 25th uh, situation. It started in December 17th. See, Saturnalia, um, at the time, they went by the Julian calendar. And the um, at that point, they wanted to stretch it out. After that calendar was decommissioned and they went into the Gregorian calendar... That is when they announced it from Emperor Constantine that he would be born on December 25th. Now, why would that he do that? Well, I'm pretty sure it was to make sure that it was the pagans and the Christians wouldn't be uh, biting each other's um, head off, you know, over these things. See, a lot of people don't understand what uh, the early church history has stated throughout the time that the expansion happened. Mm -hmm. See, after the apostles passed away, John of Patmos gave his revelation. Uh, Paul, the apostle Paul was decapitated by Emperor Nero, and going forth into the Roman Empire, they had the, the Catholic Church. Now, by the Catholic Church, for the Protestants that are listening... I don't mean the Catholic Church today. The Catholic Church today is completely different than the one that was way back in the day. When you actually read about the Catholic Church and actually learn about how they how they taught and everything, the Catholics, at that point in time, the priests wouldn't even be in front of people preaching. They would be behind a curtain preaching. And the reason why is because they didn't feel that they were holy enough to utter God's words in front of public. Now, the way that they did it is not biblically written, but that's how the early church did it, you know. Before that point in time, though, before they were actually doing that kind of, that kind of church service... People were meeting in each other's houses. And then during the persecutions, they would meet in the catacombs. 
Christians have been persecuted for over 300 years before it was legalized. Now, when we go on and we start arguing and bickering over traditions and stuff like that, at the end of the day, we just want to honor God. This is the one thing we need to understand, is we're honoring God. And the best way to honor God is to read His Word and understand what God wants from us. Right? Is Christmas in the Bible? No. But is Jesus' birth in the Bible? Yes. Do we know when Jesus' birth actually is? Is it an actually written documentation? No. We just know around the time frame that it was. So, because Emperor Constantine in 325 AD said it was on December 25th, that is what we took it as, and we kept that tradition going. Now, here's the issue with Christmas. It's a tradition that has, be that has begun to honor people instead of honor God. So, why do I explain that? That's what Jesus preached. You honor the traditions that honor yourselves. When we understand this, we're understanding that Jesus taught us, you know, the traditions that God gave us in the Old Testament, the Jews were following them, but they were following them because it was giving them money, it was giving them status, it was giving them power, it was giving them authority. They were honoring themselves through these traditions instead of honoring God. Jesus didn't like that. John the Baptist didn't like that. And the apostles grew to understand that they shouldn't, that this shouldn't have been happening. Jesus has always been the way and the truth and the life. The way that we are supposed to follow the truth of his word and the life that comes from it. When we understand this, it doesn't matter if you're a Muslim, if you are agnostic, if you're atheist, if you're anything. When you read the Bible, you will understand that these are eyewitness testimony accounts. Now, I recently got into a conversation with an agnostic. An agnostic person was saying, oh, but the Bible is only a secondary account. And I'm like, So, to, for you to believe in God, you need God to directly speak to you. And her response was yes. And I said, so define what a secondary account would be for you. And she goes, a secondary account is anything that is secondary to the original source. So I said, okay, so if you went to a science conference... And they are regurgitating the exact same thing that a scientist had said that they found out to be factually accurate. Would you believe it or not? You know, and she goes, well, yeah, because they would have the they would have the data. They would have the actual evidence behind it. I'm like, and that's what the Bible is. It's the actual evidence. No, 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 no. It's a secondary account. So. What we need to understand is there's people that are so lost in their mind that they just don't want to accept the Bible as God's word.
They don't want to listen to it and they don't want to hear it. And why do they not want to hear it? Because God's word is absolute and they don't want to hear God's word because it hurts them. It will hurt who they are as people. Why does it hurt them who they are as people? Because God's word will dictate their lifestyle. And their lifestyle, whether they're liberal or they're conservative or they're straight or they're gay or they don't know what gender they are or whatever it is, you know, whatever lifestyle that they live, whether they're vegan or they're complete meat eaters or they only eat fruits or, you know, they have, uh, they only eat fish, um, they're vegetarian and, you know, it doesn't make it, the whole point is no matter what their lifestyle is and what they believe, the Bible will stand in regard to that and explain the things that are right and wrong. They'll explain the things that are righteous and the things that are sinful, the things that are honorable and the things that are, uh, are dishonorable, the, the things that are holy and the things that are evil. And then they're not going to agree with it. They're not, I don't agree with that. Okay, well, you don't have to agree with it because guess what? God says it. And if you're disagreeing with the Bible on what God says, you're saying that, you know, that you don't believe that God's word is accurate. Well, it's a secondary account. No, it's a first account, you know. If we go by the Quran, they always say it's a first account. Why? Because it was given by the angel, um, Gabriel. But the truth is, is that it's technically like a third account, if you actually think about it. Gabriel talks to Muhammad. Muhammad goes to a bunch of scribes and tells the scribes what to write, and then they make a, a book out of it. So that's the way the, uh, the, the Quran was written. The Bible has historically written accounts, things that actually happen in history. You know, I gave them an exact uh, replication of the King Hezekiah war with the Assyrian cylinders and how they paralleled almost exactly up until the very end. Oh, no, they he blackmailed him. There's nothing about blackmail written in there. You know, well, that's how you know. You don't know. You're making speculations. Now you're just trying to go by your own rationality. The thing is, is if we're going by an actual account and everything is stated in parallel and they're both working together up until one point, then you need to decide which side is telling the truth. The Assyrians got the gold and they left. Gave back all the 40 territories, apparently. And King Hezekiah, on the Bible side, says an angel of the Lord came and killed the Assyrian soldiers. So now you got to Now you have to debate. Do you want to take the angel side of what God says, or do you want to take the side of the uh, Assyrians? 
Same thing happens with Jesus. Is these are eyewitness accounts. These are things of people who walked with him, people who saw him, people who wrote down these things. You know? In the original manuscript, you're going by the, um, the Greek terms, and you're going by uh, the Aramaic terms, and then there's Hebrew for the old and part of the New Testament. When we go through all this stuff and we understand it, what do we get from it? We get the actual accounts. And why are all the accounts uh, on the Synoptic Gospel a little bit different? Because nobody will tell the same story exactly the same. That's how the people work. So when you ever want to question the reliability of the Bible, you're questioning God's reliability. Don't ever question God's reliability because he's always been there. He's always been here with us. He's walking right beside us. He's here with us you can feel him you can just as the air is in the wind you know the wind blows the air into your face your hair goes you know into a certain part and you feel the breeze on you know your skin you know that god is there because you can feel him you can feel the spirit of god within you so why do you question god and these are the people that have hard hearts, the people that don't want to acknowledge God or see God or even want to have a relationship with them. It is a sad and sad, traumatic thing in my life that I have to encounter almost every day, you know, talking to people. When I look at all of you that listen to me, and you listen to the words I speak, and you listen to the, the lessons I give, everything that I'm telling you, I want you to read your Bible. That is what my, mes my messages are for, is for you to open your Bible and read it yourself. You know? When you read the Bible, you're getting closer to God's Word. I don't want you to get close to me and my Word. I want you to get closer to God. So what I do is I come in here and I explain the Bible. I'll explain the history. I'll explain, you know, Jesus to you. I'll explain what the, the Bible is. I'll give you some lessons. I'll have you do that. But my message for all of you this year this is your New Year's resolution is to open your Bible and read yourself. Find God's word. Live in God's word. And hopefully you can love God's word. I am so tired of people that just want to hear preachers on t television. That want to go to these people while they're sitting at home or go on YouTube and watch their church there. Instead of actually opening your Bible up and going through the scriptures and seeing where the truth is, what does God say? What does God want? At the end of the day, we're always praying to God for things that we want. We're always complaining to God about how our lives suck, you know, and I'm sorry to use that term, but 
we're always going to God and complaining and ranting and raving. And, you know, at the end of the day, you don't see how much God has given you. You don't see that you have life. The life that we were given, we lived it in a worldly way. When we could have lived it in a spiritual way. Or we could have lived it in a way to honor God throughout our entire lives. But no, because of the sins that humanity committed, it became a routine. And everybody was transitioned into sin. The world fell so far into it that we needed a savior. And Jesus came to be that savior. He sacrificed himself, and the Jews didn't want to see it because they wanted to see the warlord. But the warlord wasn't ready to come yet. Because the first part of it was to save the world. The second part of it was to defeat Satan and the sins. When God can come into our lives and eliminate the sin from the world so we can be forgiven, and then we try to live as holy people, then, during the end time, when the war occurs, Jesus will return and the fight will occur then. There will be a war. And that's the war that the Jews were, you know, were expecting. But they want to see their enemy as the people that are against them. They don't want to see the enemy is actually Satan. So when everybody's over here and they're looking at Beyonce and they're looking at Jay-Z and they're looking at Megan Fox and they're looking at all these celebrities and they're praising them and they're loving them and they're idolizing them. We're following falling more and more and more into a sinful habit that we don't need to be in. So don't conform to the world. Get up. Separate from yourself, from the world, and go to God. Open your Bible. Read His Word. And from this point forward, I want you guys to take your next steps forward. And if you guys have questions, if you have me, if you want me to give a lesson, if you want me to do a podcast on any specific subject, you email me. And when you email me, I will read and I will take whatever you guys want me to understand and read or give a lesson on. And I will. I know some of you don't agree with me fully because I'm not a Calvinist. I know some of you don't agree with me because I'm not Catholic. I know some of you don't agree with me because I'm not Orthodox or I'm not our. Uh, Methodist, or uh, I don't follow the Armenian doctrine, or the Lutheran doctrine, or the Calvinist doctrine, or the catechisms, you know, at the end of the day, I follow God's word. I don't follow the things that came after. When people say sola scriptura, they're meaning solely in, in the Bible, right? So when people are making doctrines, what comes from the Bible? They're taking words from the Bible and they're interpreting it in their own way. That doesn't mean it's right. It doesn't mean I'm right from what I when I preach to you. But what I do preach to you, I study. And I read it. 
and I give it to you the best way I can, and I pray before I do it to make sure that I'm giving you the best and closest example I can from God. You know, I pray that God will use me as a vessel so my speech will come out and give it to all of you. I want all of you to love God, and I want all of you to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, because at the end of the day, I have a bad, bad feeling about 2024. I'm not saying I'm prophesizing anything. I'm not saying anything. I just have a bad feeling about this year. I'm not trying to be, you know, pessimistic. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. I'm just trying to explain to you, I have a feeling something's going to happen this year. And if it does happen, something bad does happen, I hope you're all prepared. But if it doesn't happen, then I will thank God that it that nothing happened and we all can live another year without anything bad occurring. So if you guys do have any questions or concerns, please email me, ministermartyr at gmail.com. M-I-N-I-S-T-E-R-M-A-R-T-Y-R at gmail.com. And you can ask me any questions or any concerns, and I will be there to reply to you as soon as I possibly can. I hope all of you have a great new year. God bless you all. And if any of you are ready to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, please go search for the sinner's prayer. Um, you can recite it, and that will uh, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then if you have a, a church nearby where you can get baptized, you get baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, the sinner's prayer that you recite, um, you don't need to recite it exactly like that. You can have your own repentance prayer. You know, it's basically you just accepting that you're a sinner and you're giving your life to the Lord and asking him to forgive you for all the sins that you've done. Um, I believe it's Psalm 40 that King David um, did. And when you read that, there's you, you can actually see and feel the repentance that he had to God about the amount of sins he did. God bless you all, and... Go with Christ.